Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. And today I'm in conversation with Nisanka, who has a truly inspirational story, one that started quite traumatically in Sri Lanka, where she grew up, to one where she has literally seen her own severe depression and anxiety as a gift because it's led her on the path she's on now to helping others also overcome their challenges with mental health. So grab a cuppa and let's talk anxiety with Nisanka. Alrighty, welcome back to the show. And today I have the gorgeous Nisanka. Hey, Nisanka. Hi, Eva. Thank you very much for having me on the show. You are so welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Um, you and I met about a year ago, we were just saying, wasn't it? Uh, we were introduced by the lovely Nima and we just hit it off. And we've just had like um, this cracking relationship ever since where we just catch up every now and again and we share kind of where we're at with our businesses and some funny stories and we always never fail to make each other laugh which I just love so um I love that you're in my world and I love that you're here today so why don't you introduce yourself and what it is that you do in your business and we'll go from there okay thanks Emma oh, I love having you in my life as well the amount of times that you've picked me up uh, when I've had bad days or when I was struggling with the decision. And, you know, the, the you, you've kind of become my go-to person. <laughs> Who would put me on my feet and nah. actually give, give a smack on my bottom in, <laughs> in, this, in this area? Oh, that would be Emma Clayton. So I'd normally pick up the phone to you. <laughs> You're not the first person I've heard say that. <laughs> <laughs> Like my <laughs> <laughs> virtually right <laughs> yeah metaphorically okay, it's a virtual one <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> all right so what I do is I help uh, people reduce anxiety to to feel calm confident and resilient in another world if your world is a little bit confused and there's a bit of darkness there and there's a bit of chaos and sadness then I help you through that process to make you feel happy and and get clarity and really um enjoy the sun on your face and the wind on your you know the breeze on your face and and smile again that's basically what I do and you've got a big grin on your face as you say it so I know it's so I know you mean it so much so um I'm super happy that you get to share your light with the world so you use a couple of uh, really interesting methods as well don't you so talk to us about matrix re-imprinting okay well you've enjoyed this process haven't you Um, I have (laughs) it's one of those um yeah it's one of those processes that I personally when it was introduced to me was very cynical it's an extension to emotional freedom technique which is tapping you know, if you've heard about it, um, it's an extension to it. But what Matrix, put it this way, if EFT is like watching a movie, Matrix is like being in a movie. So, for example, um, when we face difficult situations, traumatic events in our lives, in our subconscious, we leave something called an echo. If uh, you've experienced something traumatic at the age of seven, 
that echo is left in your subconscious. That trauma is being replayed over and over and over again, creating a stress response. Um, and you're kind of living in that stress response. And that's why you are triggered by certain events, certain people, certain things. And you react the way you react because our amygdala is responsible for that emotional response. What basically matrix does is we walk yourself, your current self, to meet that echo, that person, that child that was left in that subconscious. And we help that child out. And what it does is it, it calms the, the stress response. It helps that echo to find a resolution. Um, and then there is a positive re-imprinting and a positive belief, and it helps us move on um, in our lives. Yeah, I love that. And I have experienced it firsthand. You very kindly have walked me through this process, and it was really um, fascinating to, I guess, go there because, yeah, you're right. You, you kind of say, all right, what's holding you back? Well, okay, I, I feel like I'm not confident enough to go live, for example. Mm. Like I can't seem to get across this block of hitting the go live button and I really mm. just want to be able to show up and speak my truth. And so you start there, like right in this moment with that current block that's got you've got going on. And then before you know it, you found yourself back to the first time you can ever remember feeling blocked or not being able to speak your truth and oh hang on a minute I'm five years old and I'm standing on the yeah. stairs in my mum and dad's house and something's going on and and there you are back there it's just it's so fascinating so what what do you want people to know about that process because there could be some hesitance about going back to places right if it feels like yeah. it could be quite dark so talk maybe about EFT which is the tool you bring in then to um to help with that yeah the first thing I would say is there's absolutely no re-traumatization re-traumatization that's a too long word to say (laughs) (laughs) English is my second language so (laughs) I do get tripped on certain words yeah there's absolutely no re-traumatization so what we do is we go there and we watch the movie we heard things song perfect Oh, Pink. Yeah, okay. Basically, you can see in that song, Pink visit, revisits her childhood and go all the way back to that playground mm. where she was pushed by a boy. She retaliates. A teacher tells her off for retaliating, mm. right? And then that gives her a wrong belief about herself that she's not perfect. She has to be perfect. So it's she keeps finding it difficult to fit in and make friendships, make any relationships work for her. And then she ends up in this pub where she starts harming herself. So in Matrix, what you need to remember is there is absolutely no reliving that experience. This is when EFT comes in handy. What EFT does is calms down the intensity levels of how we are feeling. So if you're extremely scared, we, we do measuring in the, in the process from zero to 10. If you get 10 out of 10 scared about visiting that or remembering it, you don't even remember it because you've disassociated yourself. What we do is we bring that intensity levels down. Sometimes we don't even have to talk about it. There are ways around it, right? You can tap. Our subconscious is so clever. It, it just helps us. 
it just works with us. It doesn't work against us in situations like that. And then when you're calmer, you can keep visiting one step at a time. It's about taking baby steps, one step at a time. And it's not like when you and I meet up, we go straight into, the, okay, let's get to the nitty gritty. It's not <laughs> like that. It's just like we have a chat and, you know, we get to know each other, build up rapport. And then when you feel comfortable, um, when you come feel comfortable then we start talking about it and we go there and sometimes you don't even have to talk you can keep quiet you can have that conversation in your head mm -hmm. right as long as you give me feedback then I can keep I can work with that all right and it, it's just so safe it's non-judgmental as well the, the best thing about matrix room printing is you work with whatever the things that you believe if you believe in sun and and moon as gods if you believe in spirit And if you don't believe in, if you're an atheist and you don't believe in anything else, you believe in nature, right? Then you bring those elements and you connect with your beliefs and your faith. And you, you bring in that support from anywhere you like, right? That's, it's very creative. It's very imaginative. You don't have to be a visual person at all. I'm not visual at all. Um, you know, um, you don't have to be. It's just about, you know, I'd say trust the process. It works. I mean, I've experienced it. That's the only thing that helps me get over some of big traumas that I've experienced in my childhood. So it's just fun. We have a good laugh. I remember working with one of these clients. We kind of brought um, Chris Hemsworth in in his Thor outfit and and with the hammer and everything. We just had so much fun. Look, <laughs> can come and help us. I mean, it might as well be Chris Hemsworth, right? <laughs> If anybody can come in to help us, might as well be a hunky man. Why not? <laughs> Amazing. And so you mentioned trauma then, and I think um, you and I have spoken about this before, that trauma, like in today's society, we kind of think of trauma and save it for like the worst case scenarios, the sort of unimaginable hurts to children especially. Um, but there's also trauma that is just traumatic to a child right can you how do you kind of help people see um how we would categorize trauma yeah that's a good question Emma thank you uh, you're absolutely right as a society we're not necessarily um informed about trauma I mean three years ago I wasn't informed about trauma myself before I began the journey myself when I thought Or there's people living in Palestine being bombed every day. My life is so much better than theirs. And that was the comparison I made. Mm. So I kept like shoving everything under the carpet and then allowed things to, to build up. The trauma is, is, well, it can be as little as not being heard by your parents when you actually try to talk to them and creating a belief that they're not listening to me, pointlessly talking. Mm -hmm. There you create a belief. Trauma is all about the beliefs that we create. So you have two different types of traumas. One is big traumas like experiencing or witnessing uh, war, abuse, physical, emotional, or sexual, any type of abuse, um, uh, you know, um, physically, you know, things like, you know, sexual assault, rape, and that sort of, you know, that, you know, you can either experience them or witness them. They're equally traumatic, mm -hmm. right? So that's that, you know, Uh, being in the middle of a war like soldiers who comes out with PTSD. If you if you look at their stories and case studies, it's 
all about feeling helpless in that situation. And that's why you have people come out of traumas, like massive traumas, like sexual abuse, believing it's going to be okay, I'm okay. And some come out feeling I'm dirty, I'm disgusting, I'm worthless. It's all about the belief mm. and the support that they get. What rematrix reimprinting does is get to that point and help the person who felt helpless, that echo that was left there. The other type of trauma is the small trauma or little trauma. That can be as little as, like I said earlier, you know, your mother is too busy cooking. You're going there to talk as a child and you're not, um, you're not heard just because she's too busy cooking. Mm. And then you walk away saying, well, she's not listening to me. And then you go to your father, she's on the, he's on the phone. And then you, well, same thing happens. And then you gradually, you build up this belief and you go quiet. And mm. you feel like you don't have a voice anymore. Mm. You could be in a very health, healthy and family environment, feeling love, you know, but you might still carry these beliefs into your life that you're not worthy, you're not good enough. These are kind of common things that comes up. Mm. You know, you're not good enough, you're not lovable. Um, you know, it's your it's your fault that everything happened around you. And yeah, you're not enough. You're not mm. enough, worthy enough, good enough, love, beautiful enough, you know, thin enough enough whatever you know mm-hmm. because culturally these trauma trauma you know culture religious are, are bringing are, are bringing influence our traumas quite a lot and that's why sometimes applying theories don't work for some people yeah in that person who's been through a traumatic experience in the in the center of the solution yeah getting the help mm-hmm. and then there is this beautiful resolution and especially i mean what i admire about matrix room printing is that it also encourages you to give forgiveness, like practice forgiveness and gratefulness, gratitude. Those are all benefits. I know I gave you a long answer. <laughs> it's fascinating. <laughs> I know. It is fascinating. And and I loved my experience. And, um, and it's so interesting because a lot of the work that I do with women, it all comes back down to I'm not good enough in some way, right? So it's yeah. th- this is just what you described there is a, a, a tool that you use, or two tools that you use at yeah. EFT and Matrix Reimprinting. And I know you've had an experience of theta healing as well. And that's another tool where we can get to those bottom beliefs. We can pull the beliefs. We can yeah. reinstate you with more positive, empowering beliefs and better feelings so that you can go out and, you know, um yeah like just fly basically so I I absolutely love all these alternative modalities as well because working with energy is something that's quite new to me in the last couple of years with Reiki and Theta and the likes of Matrix so it's fascinating when you're open-minded to it and you just roll with it and let someone like yourself Um, who is trained in this modality just lead you through a different kind of healing process and it's just um, it's amazing so why don't you tell us what your accent is where you're from and uh, maybe a bit about your your kind of childhood and what's led you to doing what you do now in the world yeah, uh, will do but can I thank you for your theatre healing session as well please because that was probably one of the most gentle and so caring and one of those things I think I was literally out of the world experiencing that it was so gentle it felt so caring and it just you know when you when you did the work when somebody else is doing the work kind of 
for you and then you're being looked after and you're you're being cared for that experience was awesome and I think mm. I had um, I had I had a video on my on my my private Facebook group called Let's Talk Anxiety you can see how light I look on that yes. on that video that was the day after the session yes I remember I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever managed to pull that look <laughs> Oh, we need to book you in for another session clearly we <laughs> definitely need to book one in like yeah oh, you I might be that. the go-to person just before I go on a date or something Emma <laughs> make me look better <laughs> give you that light glow <laughs> I, I love it it was you that said it was a game changer and that's why I now call those sessions game changer sessions like the one-off sessions of oh, yeah it was it was definitely was you know sometimes you need a cocktail of therapies you know for every need Anyway, so where I'm from, I was born and raised in Sri Lanka for, so I, I, I left Sri Lanka 13 years ago, so I was 28. I came here and I did my master's because I was in education before. I was a teacher, worked in earlier secondary and you name it. Um, you know, now I look back and I think, what the hell was I doing in that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I was I was a, I was a I was a good teacher. I, you know, I connected with children. I helped children a lot, and you know, the, the helping helping was a big part of mm. that job. Rather than delivering a syllabus, rather than completing a workload and marking papers and writing reports, helping was the big part of it. And I didn't recognize it at the time. But I carried on for twenty years in that field. Um, and uh, and then I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety back in 2017. This is something that I've been building up since my daughter was born. That was all related to, to my childhood trauma. Obviously, I've experienced and witnessed <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, you know, domestic violence in the middle of that. Uh, poverty was another thing. You know, poverty has its own traumatic experiences mm. like 40 years ago. Right. I'm 41 now. 40 years ago is completely different to UK breadline we're talking about today. You know, mm. I mean, UK breadline today is still like, all right, according to Sri Lankan breadline, if, if, if that makes, makes any sense. So anyway, and obviously there was an eruption of war in 1983 and I was in, in the middle of that. I didn't, thank God, I didn't live in the middle of the war, but I, I witnessed the eruption, the, the beginning of it in two different towns. And, uh, and then there was riots in 1989 and all of that. And then obviously, you know, the, the, the chaotic experience that my, my chaotic marriage my parents had, that means they kind of disappeared from my lifetime to time and I had no idea where they were, you know, pretty neglected emotionally, mostly, you know, experienced sexual assault and all of that came to the surface you carry on don't you because mm. we have we, genetically we are made to survive we're survivors every single single human being is a survivor and then when my daughter was born in 2012 everything just erupted and that's when you know um, anxiety started um, and then I, I ignored it and 2017 depression severe depression and anxiety generalized anxiety disorder um, and I was suicidal. And that's a gift. That is a gift because my life changed. I tried other approaches. Every approach has its own place. Um, like counseling, I tried counseling, I tried CBT, and I tried medication. 
I knew I just kept relaxing because nothing was really helping me to move on. And somebody pointed me in this direction of EFT and matrix. I kind of was very cynical about it. I've got an academic background and I have a logical brain. The first thing I did was, my husband, is, there, is there any research, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't take therapy. I ended up taking the training and my life was never the same again. Wow. Absolutely not the same again. The improvement I've made, trauma resolved, life improved. I'm so calm, you know, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tortoise now. I wow. go in, in when there's foxes around me, when there's hills in, I have the ability to go in. Or when I come, obviously I know I've got people around me that I can um, ask for help. So you were very fortunate that someone kind of intuitively knew that this was going to be a good path for you to take. I think so. I think I have, I was in the right time, right place because I made that decision. And I made that pact with the universe at that time. I was never going to go back to how I was feeling when I was severely depressed. Really dark, chaotic, confused place to be in. Mm. It really doesn't matter what help you get around you. You just don't have the brain to appreciate it. You don't have the energy to help. My daughter was little. I couldn't play. Couldn't be a good mom. Couldn't connect with her. There was no connection or attachment to me or anybody else around me whatsoever, completely isolated, completely cut off from the world. That's the way to describe that situation. It was awful. And, and they made a pact, and I was on medication at the time. I made a pact. I'm never going there. I'm going to find a solution to this. And, the, and I think universe had, you know, it's all about making a decision and sending the message out to the universe and everything happened accordingly. You know, there were, there were catalysts along the way in terms of people I met, the experiences I've had, and, you know, directions, you know, the fact that you and I met, and the fact that I met that person, the fact that I found coaching, the fact that, you know, there's so many other things happening, it just comes with that decision, I am going to do this for myself, and then everything happens, it takes time, it's not going to happen, like, overnight, but it's going to take time. Mm, I cannot draw any comparison between my trauma and what you've just like expressed as what you experienced in your lifetime right but what I can draw a comparison is is that decision is that I I also found myself in that rock bottom moment where I was like this is not how it's meant to be and I'm determined to do what it takes to find another way and I almost like had this other voice that was saying there's a better way to think and feel about yourself um, I'm so pleased I listened to that voice right so what do you tend to say to people when you're when you're speaking to your audience and you're sharing some of these stories around what you've experienced because this is what we do right we help people relate to us um, by telling our stories and showing that we're human and we've still come on a healing journey, even though we're healers now. Uh, what do you say to people to like catch them at that point where they might be at that rock bottom moment? Or they might think, you know, my I haven't experienced trauma because it wasn't that bad. I had a good enough like upbringing. And yeah, something feels out of sorts. But like I'm like you said, surviving, I'm getting by. What is it that you like to say that sort of helps them turn something on inside of them? and make them 
make an, a new decision? The first thing I'd say is when you're in a dark place, you don't believe that there is a, a different world out there. You don't, you don't believe in the possibility of a better world when you're in a dark place. You determine that for yourself, this is it, this is for me, right? And that's, that's not true. That's the first thing. So if you're believing this is me, this is my fate, this is my destiny, I'm destined to do this, I'm, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I deserve this, whatever the belief that you have, it's okay. We're not going to go against it. And that's okay. How about, how about just reaching out to somebody who's been through a journey like that before and listen to their journey and just see if anybody else has done it. Mm, I like that. Right? You've got that story from me, but you don't have to listen up from me. I'm also the therapist, right? You can ask, reach out to somebody else. So that was kind of my first step as well. I watched hundreds of TED Talks. <laughs> hundreds of TED Talks, right? Before I could determine, yeah, there is, there is a different way. Mm. Because I didn't believe it. That's the first step. Second step is to find something that works for you. Don't tell anybody or don't let any, your first responsibility is for your GP. That's the legal responsibility. You have to be under the care of a GP, right? After that, next thing is don't allow anybody to tell you this is the only thing that works for you, mm. Right? You try your buffet of therapies, a buffet of approaches, buffet of people. And I did that before I could find this one, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, every single day you do something, there is a little improvement. 1% is better than 0%. That 1% leading up to the next 1% and the next 1%, right? Sometimes you get to the 10% and you can jump to 20%. Because you're in a better place than zero percent. Yeah, it's about taking little steps, and you will roll your eyes when some people talk. It's possible, and that's okay if you roll your eyes, right? But keep going anyway. Mm. Keep going anyway. This is a journey. The thing is, the most interesting thing about this journey is I was looking for the light at the end of the tunnel when I first started the journey. And I've come to realize there is light every day. If you keep looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, that seems like a really long destination, mm. right? I just gave up the idea. Okay, who cares about the light at the end of the tunnel? I'm going to live with the light I've got around me, right? I love that. So what's the kind of language that works for you? This is about you. We are individuals. We are very unique. We are born. What's the, what's the statistics? One in 400 million or something. I'm a Buddhist. There is an anecdote about this. So Buddha says the, the probability of us being, being, being born as human being is equal to a log splitting into half, floating in a flood, and then meeting those two splits, and a turtle being, I don't know, like, anyway, some crazy <laughs> story like that. I can't translate that into It's a slim English. chance. <laughs> Slim chance, yes, that's basically the language. I can't, I thought I could translate that story to English, but it turns out I can't. There's <laughs> so many words I don't know there. Um, anyway, it's a slim chance, it's a slim chance. So enjoy, we die once, we live every day until we die. So 
<laughs> don't make it the other way around die every day and just like live once you mm. know and it's just life is so precious Emma, isn't it there's so many beautiful moments there's a beautiful moment in 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 sunrising watching from the sunrise there's a beautiful moment in the in the you know in watching a a fly or my doorstep trying to get out you know you, you just have so many beautiful moments everywhere we're surrounded by it just have to find a way to 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 connect with them and once you get that connection you're not alone you're not you don't feel lonely it's just it's just about getting that connection right and you're not lonely ever and you <laughs> certainly do light up the world wherever you go so tell us how people can get hold of you where where can they find you if they're interested in finding out more yeah so i am online so i work online you can go to my website www.coachingwithnisanka.com so nisanka spelled as n i s a n k a.com nisanka.com and then you can join my private facebook group it's called let's talk anxiety i'll make sure um, i put the links below in the show yeah, notes that'd be amazing and then i'm on linkedin nisanka vikramarachi <laughs> uh, and then I'm also on Instagram, coaching with the thing. <laughs> Amazing. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Keep shining your light and doing what you do. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you very much for having me, Emma. And yeah, good luck to you all as well. And thank you for listening to me. Take care. Bye.